Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. It's your power recapper, Dave Neal here. Friday, December 29th, 2023, our last Rush Hour episode of the year. Uh, uh, I'll be channeling my stepdad when I say, see you all next year. You know, uh, you know, does anyone else have a boomer dad? It's like, see you. Oh, I haven't seen you in a whole year. You know, it's it's like, shut up, dad. Just, you know, get out of my room. All right. Well, we, uh, we got a lot to get into folks. We got Hannah Ann Sluss back in the news discussing what it would take for her to get on real housewives uh, in the Bravo network. We've also got a breaking news story, a new dancing with the stars engagement. We love to see a good love story. And as always, Biological Dave, I'll be bringing you your orca news. I've got a shark tooth that was found, and we'll have to see if we can continue trying to revive that dodo bird. Uh, Dodo birds matter, folks. We got to figure it out. Okay, I've got other news. Wild waves uh, happening here in Southern California, and so much more. A little Chris Harrison talk. We'll get into all of that. Let's jump right into it and listen to Hannah Ann describing if she would go on a Bravo TV show. This is her on the virtual reality podcast from page six. Like I'm very comfortable on camera. I think it would be cool to actually be on a show where they're in your life versus the bachelor. You have like no phone, you're away from family, you're away from your life, your job, your passions, your hobby. So like actually be on a show where it's like my life and who I am would be like interesting to see play out. And do you feel... Oh, I was just going to say, we haven't had that Bachelor to Housewives crossover yet. Although I know that they have tapped Bachelor girls before, you know, potentially like maybe get some interest, see what the situation was. I know that like Rachel Lindsay was approached and her sister was even approached. And I'm pretty sure that Ali Fedotowski has been approached at some point. So it seems like it could happen eventually. how would it feel to be the first bachelor girl to to make the crossover? Would you be willing to sort of t- take that honor and, and be the one to lead the charge? Yeah, I, d- I definitely would. I I'm and telling you guys, like- I am a huge housewife fan. I watch Andy. Like, I think Andy's awesome. I would love to meet him one day. I think it's more so for like getting my fiance on board. And I feel like that's a lot of the problem with all of these housewives is, you know, the women can feel more confident, but it's like the man having them, you know, kind of get more confident and come not confident, but like, all right. So she says the problem would be getting her fiance on board, who of course is Jake Funk and he's a professional football player. Listen, uh, this is a, this isn't unique to the housewives of Bravo situation. All of married life is convincing your partner to get on board. I'm trying to convince my wife to go out with me to watch a football game and get brunch. She's trying to convince me to go, you know, to some quaint village uh, outside of town and make a weekend out of it. She's like, oh, it'll be a lot of fun. When my wife says fun, I hear money. (laughs) Oh, it'll be a little fun to go antique shopping. I hear, oh boy, this is going to cost me something. I've never heard of, oh honey, it'll be fun. We'll go sit in a park and not spend money. You know what I mean? 
mean? All right, folks, join the Patreon. Help fund a fu- help fund a fun weekend. All right. Well, anyway, uh, boy. Speaking of having fun, you want to have fun. The best way you could have fun this weekend is by ordering some microdose gummies. They're a sponsor of ours. You've probably heard of them. Hey, look, there's some entry-level doses of THC. It's not going to knock your boots off. It's just going to give you that just right feeling of high. Hey, your wife wants to have a fun weekend somewhere? Pop some microdose, folks. <laughs> really? Let me tell you something. There's nothing better for a relation. This is the first thing marriage counselors should do. They should say, have you guys tried uh, having a little weed together? <laughs> have a little microdose together? So it's not just good for feeling relaxed, but it can actually make your muscles feel relaxed. You guys know I take that at the end of the night after a long day of work. Uh, so we love our microdose gummies. And now you can get them 30% off with your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code Rush Hour. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code rush hour for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code rush hour. Yeah, why don't you turn 2024 into a year where maybe maybe you maybe you go a little lighter on the red wine and maybe substitute that final glass of red wine for a nice little micro D, a little Mikey D as we like to call him. All right, let's move this party along. Uh, good news here in California. Uh, California police can no longer ask common questions at a traffic stop starting in 2024. Potentially millions of California drivers have been asked the same simple question by an officer after being pulled over. Do you know why I pulled you over? Yeah, don't you hate that? It's like, no, tell me why. Did you pull me over because uh, I, uh, you know, because I was speeding or did you catch me texting and driving? I was just trying to load my maps, officer. <laughs> it's always, officer, I was just trying to load my maps. The guy's like, uh, I saw you uh, banging out a couple Instagram stories. So either way, Governor Gavin Newsom signed AB 27.73 in the fall of 2020 and it goes into effect on January 1st. So I guess that means uh, no no, uh, no police can fish for reasons to pull you over. And speaking of being pulled over, Chris Harrison pulled over as host of The Bachelor several years ago, says he's grateful that he left The Bachelor, said I had, the, I had to remove myself from that toxic situation. If you want to hear all the clips, I've got them on a YouTube video, uh, but it was a very candid conversation where he talked about how lonely it would get to travel all over the world, which you might think is crazy, but when you're when the crew is off filming and you have a day off and they just have you sit in a hotel room somewhere, it's got to be very tough. So he kind of talks about all of the sort of uh, trials and tribulations of a Bachelor host. And you have to remember, The Bachelor was one of the biggest shows of all time. It's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, dating reality show of all time. And in whether you like him or not, he has a lot to do with that. So always good to hear him discuss uh, what it was like being a part of that all and sort of how he feels Uh, with life where he is right now. And also, I'm going to play a quick clip for you. This is Chris Harrison explaining how, you know, the producers are the ones who really made the big money, but he talks about how he's negotiated his deals and things like that. Their job, and look, any any business, and, and our business is the same. Their job is to give you as little as possible and make you do as much as possible. Mm hmm. Every industry in the world, that's the same thing. They want to pay you as little as possible so they make more, but they want to take every ounce of sweat equity you have. Well, let me ask you this then. And by the way, uh, he can complain all he wants, but the contestants don't even get paid. I think that makes a lot of sense. But just in Austin, for Sergio's event, I interviewed Sergio, blown away to learn that when he won the Masters, the check was only $1.2 million. Yeah. Yes, $1.2 million is a lot. When you think about perspective, the value of what the Masters brings and everything else, one point two is nothing. He said the true value comes in brand endorsements and opportunities after. I think about people from the show, people I know, 
A lot of them are making well into the seven figures from great endorsements, the businesses they built, the podcasts they have, et cetera. Were you able to monetize outside the show with like brand collaborations, brand endorsements, things yeah. like that? That was the tough part. And I, I was a little bit, there was a little bit of jealousy with you guys because y'all had more of an opportunity to go monetize it. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of, you know, be careful about where my bread was buttered, which was the show. You guys leave and you're done or whatever, and you yeah. can break your contract, or whatever. They're not really going to come sue you or whatever. You know, they'll threaten it or whatever. But for me, they could fire me. It was my job. Trust me, they will sue you. He goes, they're not really going to see you. Blake Horseman's like, uh, hello. Luke P is like, um, hello. You know, they were, of course, victims of lawsuits uh, due to uh, doing podcasts they weren't allowed to do and maybe brand deals. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how it works. So very interesting stuff. Again, if you want more of that content, I've got it on YouTube where you can go listen to this source material. Trading Secrets with Jason Tartik. Uh, here's a nice little article. Do you guys remember when cards used to be 99 cents? Shopper buys birthday card at grocery store. She can't believe the price. A TikTok user has sparked a debate about the cost of greeting cards after she shared a video of her shock at finding a $6 card at American Greetings. Look, I I hear you. I just had to buy a thank you card the other day and it was $8.99. And I was like, you know what? I'm not thankful enough to want to buy this. You know what we need? We need a department in the cabinet in the president's cabinet and their job is to shame the hell out of corporations to go okay this grocery store made 17 billion in profit not revenue profit uh and now we're doing self-checkout let's shame them like why do i do i do i need to play the american is this will this be the last time we play the national anthem let me ask you guys this why do i need to check out my own overpriced mother uh christmas card that's $7.99. I don't even get to look at the cashier and, and, and utter my dismay because I'm checking it out with a robot. No, folks, not in my America. If you elect me president of the United States of America, I will have a cabinet full of people shaming you when they overprice and price gouge for all of the basic necessities. And yes, a birthday card is a basic necessity. We shouldn't go bankrupt over student debt and birthday cards. All right, moving on to our next story here. What else do we have? Oh, breaking news. We have a breaking news story. Let's jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Pro dancer Britt Stewart and CODA actor Daniel Durant are engaged after dancing with the Stars partnership. I'll tell you what. I'm going to get into this full story right after a quick word from our sponsors. That's right. Do you guys remember pro dancer Britt Stewart and her CODA actor, Daniel Durant? Well, I apparently they had good chemistry on the dance floor. Uh, professional dancer Britt and CODA actor Daniel Durant are engaged after falling in love during Dancing with the Stars season 31 last year. Ending 2023, engaged Stewart 34 shared via Instagram, sharing photos from their proposal. I'm still pinching myself. The couple was surrounded by family and friends when Durant 34 got down on one knee on Christmas Day. He and Stewart were on a hike in Lake Arrowhead, California, when the actor popped the question. We were both emotional, overwhelmed with joy, and at peace, knowing that this would eventually be part of our story, Stewart told People on Friday. It felt like magic, but at the same time, it felt right and normal. Well, as we always like to do here when we have a successful proposal, we like to shout from the rooftops, She said yes! 
She said, yeah, I, I've always, if you're new to my channel, I've always wanted to be the guy who yells, she said yes. Uh, when I proposed to my now wife, pregnant wife, uh, I did it on a, on a beach. There was nobody around. So all I said was, she said yes. She said yes. Can I get a redo? Hey, honey, can you hear me? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose. I'm going to redo it right now. Will you marry me? Just scream it, baby. Come on. Will you marry me? She goes, we are married. It's a redo. Oh, this improv is not going well. Will you take my hand in marriage? Say it louder. Yeah. She said yes. She said yes. Hallelujah. Breaking news. My wife said she would marry me. Even, even with pregnancy hormones, she's still, she's like, well, I kind of need your YouTube paychecks, Dave. All right. Here's who's not staying married. Kathy Griffin files for divorce. Day shy of fourth anniversary. And I'll give you more information, but I just don't care. Moving it along, folks. A pet cat smuggled. This is the part where we do all of the animal news. Pet cat smuggled aboard Royal Caribbean cruise ship was going to be euthanized, but crew spent weeks trying to save it. Ah, oh, what's worse than a cruise ship is a as a cat on a cruise ship. Although I got to tell you cats cats are good on ships because they keep mice away and all that, right? They said maybe the cat wanted a vacation too. A pet cat named Ovi was discovered aboard a Royal Caribbean international ship called Ovation of the Seas earlier this month and could have been euthanized if not for the diligent crew. Royal Caribbean's cruise's president and CEO, Michael Bailey, put out a statement on December 22nd saying they believe a guest smuggled the small feline onto the cruise. Meet Ovi, the cat smuggled. Okay, so then they share Ovi. Um, I don't know, you know what, what the point of the story is, but hey, it's that week after Christmas where there is no news. So we're going to move it along. Dunkin' Donuts has actually been in the news a lot lately. They're sued for charging customers more for oat and almond milk in their coffee. Surcharges for soy, oat, coconut, or almond milk can be up to 40% of the average $3.25 drink price, the suit alleges. Yeah, look, I, okay, I think the days are over where we charge more for non-dairy. That used to be such a taboo thing to have non-dairy, you know what I mean? And it's like, look, non-dairy milk lasts longer than dairy milk. So I can make the argument, as I will, if you vote for me as president of the United States, I can make the argument that, um, you know, people that don't want dairy shoved down their throats uh, deserve fair prices. The class action alleges that the additional cost for non-dairy alternatives Alternatives, which ranges from 50 cents to $2.15, depending on the date and the location, is a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act and state-level anti-discrimination laws. Oh, yeah, there it is, folks. The, uh, the lactose intolerant are feeling discriminated against. I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know, some people, they, you know, they have, uh, they need wheelchair ramps to get into the store and some people get gassy when they've had some dairy. No, I'm not making light, uh, or, or whatnot of the situation. We're having fun folks. Uh, surcharges for soy, oat, coconut, or almond milk can amount to 40% of the drink price. Well, if, if we can sue for the fact that, uh, additional uh, non-dairy creamer is expensive. Can we sue Starbucks for how expensive their coffees are getting? I mean, I mean, I know this is my boomer hill to die on, but the prices these days, I tell you, if I have to buy another $7 birthday card and a venti espresso, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time out there, folks. 
All right, we are rounding the bases. People are uh, begging me for updates on the Clayton Ecker paternity scandal. We heard from Reality Steve this morning. Excellent analysis that he had on this whole uh, thing. You know, him and I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but Reality Steve and, uh, and, and me, uh, old Dave Neal here, power recapper, power spoiler and power recapper, the duo nobody asked for. But I got to tell you, we are in lockstep. Steve and I are like uh, two uh, rhythmic, uh, what do they call? Uh, uh, figure skaters. What's it called? Not the ones. What, what, what's it called? The uh, mixed couple figure skating. That's what we are. I throw him in the air for a triple axle. He throws me in the air for a quadruple salcal or whatever. And then we score perfect tens. I mean, we've kind of, uh, you know, we've used each other's skills of critical thinking, you know, trying to call bullshit where we see it. And we've talked a lot and shared our sources and swapped notes. Whenever I have a story or a, a source, I'll, t- I'll tell him usually beforehand, by the way, how great of a Patreon tier would that be if I let you guys in on the voice notes between Steve and myself? I mean, there's some funny stuff in there, but it's just really helped out. If he was the type that wasn't charitable with his conversations, it would just we would just be competing against each other, which is ridiculous. You know what I mean? He's built a spoiler empire. I have no, no, no desire or business to be in the spoiler game. But with this specific story, you know, these sources come from different places. And by sharing notes and things like that, it's been really helpful to get the truth out there because not every and not every source we hear from is credible and we help we help vet things with each other. So either way, the update is my harassment law, uh, case, which is February 8th, uh, I, I guess my lawyer has a meeting with... Jane Doe's lawyer, uh, or as we're referring to her in the formal term, Miss Janeth Doeth. Uh, my lawyer's got a meeting, I guess, January 3rd, which is what, Wednesday? Uh, so that's probably their first day back after the holidays. And does this mean she's going to drop it? I'll tell you what, save yourself the phone call. I'm not going to agree to not talk about this on my channel, uh, even if she does admit it was all a, a, a wild lie. I'm not going to talk, but I'll say this, even though I'm not going to agree to not talk about it in legal senses, if she does come out of the closet of truth or of lies or whatever you want to call it and decides to fess up and all of that, I'll have a lot less to talk about. After one or two videos, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on as soon as justice has settled in the uh, in the in the sense here, and uh, and we'll go on and, and find another story to talk about. But until then, that I you know the, the story remains relevant. I got a comment from somebody. They said, had to stop watching your videos, Dave, during all of this, as it is so awful. I'm sorry, but I just couldn't give energy to Jane Doe and the situation. Please take care of you your wife, incoming baby, all of the best. Well, and and respectfully, my response was, thanks. I mean, you can just choose to watch the non-Clayton videos. Again, this was on YouTube. I said, it's like leaving a restaurant because you don't like the soup of the day. I have videos today about Chris Harrison. I've got videos about Hannah Ann Sluss. Go back to the classics and watch a video about Dale's toenails for all I care. But I am taking care of my wife by doing my job. So to say, oh, go take care of your wife. Oh, I get, should I just quit my job then? Like, what do you want me to do? So uh, when when people like Jane Doe say, oh, you're only making money off of this. Well, no, I mean, there's plenty of people that are triggered and or don't want to listen to this story any further, which I understand. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm committing 
committed to continuing to report the story and, uh, you know, see it all the way to the finish line. Okay, well, I've got some content that's going to blow you away. You like Free Willy? You like Orcas? You might like this story coming to you right after the break. I got to tell you, I said it earlier today, I had such fun on my show last night and um, Brighton... And Cassie came, of course, Cassie from Colton Underwood's season of The Bachelor. And I told him, I said, look, Cassie, uh, yes, feel free to say no. I'm putting you on the spot. I said, I'm putting you on the spot. I'd love to have you on Driving with Dave. She said, oh my gosh, I would love to. I said, well, talk to me tomorrow when you're sober, because if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But um, I have a tentative agreement that Brighton and or Cassie will do Driving with Dave. What I would love to talk to Brighton about is his music career, but also what it was like being friends with Cassie and then all of a sudden dating. And now they've been together for, what, three, four years? Now? It's been a fantastic Bachelor adjacent story. Can't wait to hear from her. She's so kind. She's a very, I don't want to say introverted person. She kind of just like confidently is, she's not like a, like a loud person, but when you open her up and talk to her, she's freaking fantastic. It was so good to, you know, the last few times I've seen them to really dive deep and get to know them a little bit better. All right, let's go to our uh, other news here today. Uh, we've got orca sightings surging. What experts believe is keeping the whales in Southern California. Well, clearly the orcas don't have to pay taxes because if they did, maybe they'd move to Florida, you know, whatever, make it some war, some, you know, some political article. Orcas are, the liberal orcas don't want to leave. (laughs) By the way, I'm considering this one of my best episodes so far. So if this doesn't encourage you to leave a nice review, you might just have to find another podcast, folks. This is as good as it's going to get. We're ending 2023 on a high with microdose edibles. There has seemingly been dozens of orca sightings in the waters off the SoCal coast over the past few weeks. Whale watching groups from San Diego to LA uh, and in at least one instance as far north as Oxnard started spotting the creatures in early December as they swim and hunt dolphins. This is what's crazy. Orcas are essentially bigger dolphins. So the fact that they eat dolphins, I know I know, I might not be getting this right, but orcas, they're in the same the world, the same family as dolphins, right? So I think it's just crazy that they hunt dolphins. It's like, I could see them eating seals or something, but it's like, that'd be like if I hunted, um, you know, uh, monkeys. I, and I get, you know, maybe, I mean, some people do, I guess, some tribes. Okay, it has thrilled onlookers and whale watching operators alike who are witnessing a rare surge in activity for a species that had not been spotted in SoCal waters with this frequency for a couple of years. So let's do this. Uh, orcas related to dolphin. We're going to look it up on the fly here, folks. Orca is also known as killer whales. Uh, that's their that's their rap name, the killer whale. Uh, that's K-I-L-L-A-H, killer whale. Are marine, an, uh, marine mammals. They belong to the suborder of toothed whales known as uh, odontocetes. Uh, probably messed that spelling up, but are also the largest member of the dolphin family. So killer whales are just like... Uh, at large dolphins. Uh, so either way, I mean, which is fine, you know what I mean? But it's like, okay, maybe don't eat other dolphins. Can we get a uh, dolphins not eating dolphins uh, sort of commitment? I think that would be nice. Um, I got another uh, video. Uh, I got another story that we'll end, end with here. Speaking of uh, toothed whales, uh, scientists find fossil of a megatooth shark on the seabed. An international team of researchers reported the discovery of a fossil of a megatooth shark in the deep sea. What would you rather be? What would your rap name be? A killer whale or a megatooth shark? I feel like they're both 
pretty good uh, street names there. The fossil, a single well-preserved tooth, was found during a survey of the ocean floor. I tell you what. If there's ever a time to eat a microdose gummy, it's when you're surveying the ocean floor. I, maybe that or whale watching. I think those are the times you need to really embark on a journey of a little bit of a high with some microdose edibles at microdose.com. Use code rush hour. Well, look, I don't know what else to tell you. This is going to wrap it up for the year. Tomorrow, I'm going to have Pardeep. He's uh, my Driving with Dave interview. You're going to love it. And then upcoming, who knows? Maybe I'll have Cassie. Maybe I'll have Demi. Uh, when I drive across the country, maybe I'll get Serene Brooke Russell. Maybe we'll get Noah and Abigail. We'll start just interviewing couples. We'll have to see, but it's all due to your support, your listening, your sharing with friends. As we continue to grow this community, you might say, oh, Dave, I don't have a big social media following. If everyone here had one friend that enjoys podcasts and entertainment news, send them an episode. Give them a shot. I mean, this would be the perfect episode. We've got scientific stories, gossipy stories, entertainment news, Breakups, engagements. I mean, we are just here to kill some time for the commute so we can stay in the loop with this cornucopia of content. Again, from the bottom of my heart, truly, trust me, trust this authentic a shout out when I say it. I couldn't do this episode or this podcast without you guys. Your, uh, you know, those of you that are listening to the morning episodes and the evening episodes, I'm going to make it hard for you guys to not listen to both. I'm going to continue to work hard to provide you entertainment for your rush hour drive home. And you have done such a good job in encouraging me and motivating me to continue to work hard at this thing. I didn't know last year when we started this podcast, I didn't know if it was going to last two months. Uh, we gave it a shot. And because you guys keep listening, because you keep sharing with your friends and doing all of that, it is uh, it has made us uh, go double episodes, right? You you keep uh, we won't go triple. There's there's not going to be a third one a day. But as long as we keep trending in the right direction, we'll keep doing this. Thanks again for a very great year, and I am so looking forward to 2024. If you enjoyed this, and by the way, don't forget, I'll see you guys next year. Ah. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.